creatures like the rest of us, created on this planet, even if they often claim authority over it, children growing into men and women with experiences, influences, and most evidently, prejudices. Aristotle did not reflect Greek views of racial superiority. He invented them. John Locke and Bishop Berkeley were also aware of the dubious nature of their profits from the slave trade. Marx did not spend his time solely in the British Library, but liked his cigars, his beer, and his women too, more so in fact than providing for his children, several of whom died of malnutrition. These personal details do not speak only of unimportant trivialities, but give insights into the big picture. For, as Sherlock Holmes remarked in the case of identity, it has long been an axiom of mine that the little things are infinitely the most important. At the same time, the true story of philosophy is less the story of individuals than of ideas, and more particularly, ideas being stolen, borrowed, and twisted. It is interesting to see that Descartes' great cogito really came from Augustine, whose interests were not the foundations of knowledge at all. Augustine was content to think his thoughts were divinely inspired. Or more recently, that Wittgenstein borrowed his mysterious category of things that must remain silent from another Austrian fantasist called Otto Weininger. And it is the story of ideas lost, too. So that although Plato had raised the possibility that women might have the same souls as men, Aristotle successfully came up with good philosophical reasons as to why only men's ideas should hold court, explaining that women have fewer teeth, no souls, and their hearts do not beat. And it is his assumptions that have shaped philosophy ever since. So here women will only play a bit part. Hypatia, Harriet Taylor Mill, Mrs. Marx, and Sartre's companion appear, but only fleetingly, only in the background. Would that it were not so. But men wrote the history of philosophy, and history is where our tales come from. How to use this book. Did Plato really write those Socratic dialogues, or was it Socrates? Why is it a bit doubtful that Descartes ever really said, I think, therefore I am? And what has Sartre got against waiters anyway? Philosophical tales, stories, fictions, falsehoods, untruths, misrepresentations, canards, lies, fibs, whoppers, or merely misstatements, prevarications, narratives not entirely based on fact. This is a book that collects, deconstructs, and relates the great philosophical tale. And although I have tried to be scrupulously accurate, there is far less agreed upon about philosophers, let alone philosophy, than its professors and luminaries would have us believe. And so nothing in this book can be taken uncritically as the end of the matter. It is instead an attempt to open up the debates, to open up the decisions that the powers that be like to impose. In other words, it is a kind of alternative history of philosophy, the philosophical approach applied to philosophy itself. Do not look here for the generally accepted view, the everyone agrees version. That is for the other 10,000 books, the 10,000 experts to repeat. Here, we want something interesting precisely because it is different. After all, philosophy is a lot more interesting than many of its dull exponents would have us believe. Where do great philosophers come from? 
and where do they get their ideas? Who decides what is important and what is not? Is it just happenstance that there are almost no women, just lots of wealthy aristocratic men? Did the Chinese and Indian philosophers really have so little influence on Europe? Why is Descartes' modern philosophy full of backwards-looking references to God? Is Hegel, as Schopenhauer alleged, a fool who could not write, or simply too difficult for most of us? Or is there a need for some Marxist-style deconstruction of the whole edifice of knowledge to be undertaken? Philosophy is supposed to be about asking difficult questions, taking nothing for granted. Yet this is not, it turns out, the approach that philosophy once applied to itself. Instead, the debates of the subject are handed down from on high, carved in stone, as are the great philosophers.